Welcome to Bound by Books. I'm Tina Moss, and I'm joined today by Marianne Maria. How hey, are you? How are you? Good, good. How are you doing? I love so your hot. shirt today. It's so pretty. Uh, yeah, well, it's a billion degrees uh, in, in New York where I am, so. Um, oh, yeah. Connecticut, yeah. Connecticut now, for so, me. But, Same for me. It is hot today. <laughs> I have the, the air is working, but uh, it's not in this room. It, it is definitely warm. Yeah, my air's, our air is cranking, so it's comfortable, but I'm sitting by my window, so mm-hmm. a lot of times the heat comes through the window, and I'm like sitting here, you know, typing away at, at a story, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, God, I'm so hot. <laughs> Same for me. So, what, are you, what are you working on now? Um, I am finishing up uh, the second book in the, this is uh, my, my midlife crisis. Yeah, there goes my, there goes my midlife oh. crisis series. Um, but... Uh, we're talking today about um, spinoffs. Yes. And, you know, so are you working on a spinoff or are you planning a spinoff? So I'm excited about this topic because I started um, Earth Brides and Alien Warriors. That is the first of my sci-fi dive into sci-fi romance, I should say. But I <laughs> did this with the intention of being able to spin off to another series that I'm calling The Lost Brides and Alien Warriors. And the reason is, because in the first book, I have it so that her, the heroine's ship is attacked, and we don't know what happened to the crew, the rest of the crew. We go back to Earth, essentially, and see what's going on with Earth, but we don't know what happened to the crew. So the spinoff series is actually where we find out what happened to the crew. Okay. Um, and the short story that I did for um, Claimed Among the Stars anthology is what's going to be my reader magnet essentially when that anthology comes down and will be kind of the the offshoot and the introduction to the new series and then i of course i will launch the new series but i have now wound up with two additional spin-offs that i can also do um so they're all going to be interconnected but but readers will be able to pick it up at any point um but i'm very excited about the whole thing because this is the biggest uh world that i will ever have you know kind of went into as an author good yeah how about you i know you have a bunch of spinoffs i i actually i have one spinoff um Mm -hmm. where it's the uh the club vampire red veil diaries which is the spinoff of my main series of uh you know cursed by blood which has Mm -hmm. seven books that we're going to be doing a rebrand you know very very shortly um but the spinoff doesn't need a rebrand because it's perfect the way it is you know not mm-hmm. that it's perfect writing but you know what I mean it's it's the it's it's got the, the branding, branding and the look and you know mm-hmm. that matches everything that it needs and it's very spicy awesome. um but I did a last summer I did a um a short story just um, 8,000 words so what does that equate to about 50 pages um mm-hmm. you know for um it was called the Summer Solstice Shenanigans, uh, <laughs> 20 books to 50K urban fantasy um, anthology. And Fun. there were hundreds of people who, you know, not to toot my own horn, but <laughs> there were hundreds of people who submitted. You had to submit 500 words. Um, and if they liked that, you were invited to finish the story. You had to do everything from soup to nuts in 8,000 words. It couldn't be an existing story. It couldn't mm-hmm. be something that was pre-published. It had to be brand new. You could have you could link it to an existing, an existing series or an existing story. So I created, um, it's called, uh, her name is Trixie Rath, mm-hmm. um, formerly Beatrice Rathbone, who mm-hmm. is a, um, 
a demi vampire um, that was born into the um, controlling mafia family that controls the Bronx mm-hmm. in New York. Um, and uh, she's, you know, it's, it's her, st- it's the beginning of her story and how she went from being Beatrix Rathbone, who is basically, you know, the, the redheaded bastard stepchild type of a thing, you know, you know, because she was only a demi vampire, um, to being the head of the family now. Awesome. <laughs> and she goes from Beatrix Rathbone to Trixie Rath. So, and it's, so it's going to be a, a vampire mafia uh, spinoff because mm-hmm. in this 8,000 word beginning of the series, I, I do take them to the Red Veil, which I is love my it. underground underground vampire club that comes from the curse by blood series so they're all going to be they're all going to be interconnected the other thing that i'm going to be working on um is uh a spin-off it's actually not a spin-off i guess it could be it it, we could be considered more of a crossover and then i think we could talk about what the difference is between the two because they're they're very interrelated but Mm -hmm. they're not not quite you know um so this uh this is going to be a crossover to what, what I was just talking about. You know, the There Goes My Midlife Crisis series mm-hmm. has the two books, Jeepers Reapers and Jeepers Reapers, Where'd You Get That Keeper? Uh-huh. Um, but because uh, my character, Louisa Jericho, sees dead people mm-hmm. and she moves them on to the next great adventure and whatnot, um, the cozy mystery, the witchy cozy mystery series that I'm, going, that I'm, I'm beginning, um, is, has three three sisters who are witches in them and uh well they're not really witches witches you know they're not gonna wiggle their nose you know they don't have, they can't freeze anybody or whatever they don't have that kind of power it's more mm-hmm. like an, an intuitive type of a thing um maybe they might later on but right now they don't um but they're they have a lot of there's they have a lot of mysteries and murders that they solve mm-hmm. so they do have a ghost that, that's oh. a resident in their home and uh so they can see dead people as well they can mm-hmm. see ghosts so that opens it up to have a a crossover where oh, louisa nice. and some of the characters from my there goes your midlife crisis might want to hook up with the people from you know uh makeover mysteries and figure oh. it out so, so i know. think that's really fun about like spinoffs or crossovers is first figuring out you know as the author how you are going to do your spinoff or crossover, how you're going to shift into this essentially new series. And some of the things to think about is, will you do that with characters? Will you do that with the world that it's set in? Um, Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of like small town authors will keep it in the same small town, or will you do that with interconnected family or friend network? So there's a lot of ways to do it, but one of the things to consider is where readers, where and how readers can enter in to those series, because you want to make it as accessible as possible for the broadest amount of readers as possible. So whenever you're introducing a new series or a new book into an established world, you have to make sure that the readers that you're bringing along for the ride, if they're brand new to it and picking you up at, you know, point, let's say, I don't know, H along the journey of A through Z, that they are still able to enter into that and not get yep. the whole backstory of the previous. Yep. Yep. So. I, you know, and I, and I have to say, it's a hell of a lot easier doing it when you write in first person than when you write in third person. I have noticed that as well. Yep. You know, and I'm <laughs> really, really liking how, how the introspection and emotive part of, of the pro- writing process 
um, when it comes to writing in first person seems to just come a little a little more with a little more fluidity for me mm -hmm. anyway some people some people love third person and that's great i do too the whole curse my blood series is third person my legend series is, is actually no legend series is first person um but my you know my my howl's romance series the lords of loris and the the, the the guardian brotherhood you know the the sentinel brotherhood they are all third person mm -hmm. but this is something I think would make it easier because I could pick one character and have that character be the, the crossover. I could right. have their worlds because, you know, I don't, I mean, I write where my characters travel, you know, mm -hmm. they, you know, in a lot of, they travel all over the world, you know, in certain, in certain, um, depending on, on certain plot, you know, plot mm -hmm. twists and so forth. But for the most part, it's hometown, you know, mm -hmm. it, and I don't mean hometown, small town, I mean, New York. You know, mm -hmm. because that's where I grew up. It's, it's a tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, you know, and I, you know, like the, the makeover mysteries, which I'm still cra crafting and so forth, that takes place on Long Island in a fictional beach so town your, that I your created. your settings you know? are connecting your, your spinoffs now or crossovers. Now, yeah. do you have the same, because you are writing paranormal, do you have the same magic rules or rules for different um, creatures like vampire shifters, etc., through your different series, or do they change depending upon the series? Well, if they're gonna, if they're interconnected, like this, the the club vampire um, vampires that are in the club vampire Red Veil Diaries, mm -hmm. a lot of them are characters from the original series mm -hmm. that I just kind of had a spin off. Um, and, uh, you know, and just, you know, gave them kind of their own stories. So those but rules from the first series those rules still follow. Mm -hmm. But with the, with Trixie, you know, with Trixie Raff, because she's a different entity, mm. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I probably will have to have the rules of, but she's not a full vampire, you know? So I think mm -hmm. I have, a, I have a little wiggle room for right. her. Like for I her. had said. Yeah, yeah for, for her, her and the rest from. of the characters who are vampires, if it's right. an interconnected series, would have to have the same whatever principles that you created yes. for them would have to yes. be the same. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and I, and as for, as for the witches, um, in the, in the makeover mysteries, I haven't really decided what I'm going to do. I decided I didn't want them to be like charmed where mm -hmm. each one of them has a different power, okay. but at the, you know, like a, like a specific, like an actual power power. But mm -hmm. I think it's, uh, it's something that there, some of them might be a little more intuitive. Someone may be able to, you know, pick up an object and, and actually be able to get flashes from it, you know, and so forth, cool. but nothing overt, you know. Sure. So, but that is something that, you know, as an author, whether you're, whatever uh, genre you're writing in, you have to make sure that whatever rules for that universe that you establish, if it's an interconnected series or book, you have to make sure that you're sticking to those same rules. Yeah. Because ideally, you would want readers to read all of the different series and making sure <laughs> right that's kind of dealing yeah. of having this big world with all these books in it is that readers go and then you know love you and want to read everything um so, so that's one of the things that i've found is, is <laughs> so your 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 lost crew are they going to have the same the same world the same yeah the same rules yeah. yeah so that's been um sci-fi romance in general has been very interesting to write from paranormal because in paranormal, you're usually still on Earth, right? You're, you're usually still in some, obviously it's a different Earth than the Earth we know, but you're still on Earth. When you open it up to sci-fi romance, you got different planets and different galaxies and different universes and all different aliens that have their own set of, you know, citizens and 
and societies and oh my god it just it just makes it this huge thing so my story bible is is is, is insane um yeah. and trying to remember all the different rules for all the different uh creatures that down. i come up with is, is, yeah. is a challenge but it's it's a fun challenge it's one that i'm really excited about because i do agree that that first person point of view helps a lot when it comes to spinoffs because I mean, if I had to do this all in third person, I don't know that I'd be able to keep any of it straight. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. You know, series bibles are no joke. They really, you know, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to all the nuances of the world. You know, I'm actually when I'm 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 in the middle of 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 this current my current writing, and I went to go say something about how his eyes darkened, and then I'm thinking to myself, oh shit. I don't remember what color is it. No, well, you know, I got they, you. they do. Your pupils get wider when you're sexually aroused, Lady Jane. No, no, I meant so, no wow. I thought it was vampires. I'm like, oh no, no, this is this is my reaper, my reaper thing. So uh, my reaper story. So and, I, and I'm thinking to myself, I are they green? Are they mm-hmm. blue? You know, it's just I have I can't remember. So now I gotta have to go back to the Bible. Yeah. And look at what and look at what I made his eyes, what color I made his eyes, because that, that's something that you may not remember, but your readers definitely will. So I kind of wonder too. So we've we've talked about this a little before the difference between pantsers and plotters, and for for those who are you know perhaps newer writers, a pantser is somebody who essentially doesn't write from an outline; they write from the seat of their pants. They go where the characters go, they go where the story goes. Where plotters. Um, I am uh, can take my outline from my cold dead fingers. I need my guide. I need my roadmap. And I just imagine. So you are a pantser, is that right? For the most part, yes, I'm a pantser. But what I do is um, I will brainstorm and outline the chapter that I'm going to write for the day based on what I've written the day the day before. So now for a for writing a spinoff where there's such big, essentially interconnectedness world building involved, do you, is I'm that screwed. more difficult for you? Do you have like copious notes on this? Like, how do you do it? I, I, to a certain extent, I do. I mean, I've got like, you know, my notebooks that have like, you know, all my, all the things, you know, scribbled into inside, oh, it, you know, but I've got. 15 notebooks, you know, from the last year and a half, of, you know, two years. <laughs> Danielle would die. Yes, Danielle Bannister would die. Our, our super organizer. Like, I'm, a, I'm an organization person when it comes to this, keeping all of the things in order. Like, I have, like I said, my series Bible essentially is an Excel sheet that has different tabs and, you know, I, I mean, I have everything. I have world words. I have species. I have weapons. It's ridiculous. The, the amount of detail that goes through. I feel like I'm playing D&D again with the amount of detail I have going into this. Um, but for, like, how do you keep it all straight? Do you have to, like, flip through the notebooks? Like, how do you I remember that, flip, where the color of eyes are? I flip through the notebooks, and if I can't find flip through the notebooks, I go back to the previous book where mm-hmm. I, you know, which is book one where everybody is set. And, um, you know, because I don't have a, a an actual Bible where I have color coded tabs which I should for each series because it would make my, my life a hell of a lot easier um and one of these days I will get to it one of these <laughs> days I will get to it but I will go back to the previous the previous ebook and I will 
do, you know, control F and I will put in eyes and see what comes up. So that's, I mean, that's a great point and something to really think about when you're wanting to create a series that has this one spinoff or multiple spinoffs or crossovers is how do you organize all that? You know, I, some people use Scrivener. I have used Scrivener for certain things. I, I still like my Excel sheets. Some people use Word. Some people use notebooks. So finding whatever works for you, but having some type of organized system where you can easily reference things that are, you know, pertinent to creating that yeah. world, I think is important. It's good for continuity, for making sure that readers have, a, you know, a good experience within your world and that they're not, you know, going, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> especially especially if there's a lot of time that goes by between, mm. like I wrote book one in, um, you know, There Goes My Midlife Crisis um, Paranormal Women's Fiction Series last mm. summer, mm. you know, and so writing it now or writing it, you know, to the point where it's like ready to like, you know, go to the editor and whatnot, mm. um, you lose that momentum. That you know, where where the characters are are fully fledged in your mind, the world is fully fledged in your mind, but not just the momentum for, like the world bible minutia, mm-hmm. but the momentum for, the feel of the story, the feel of the characters' voice, and how you know that the cadence that in which they speak and they act and so forth. So you might want to, if you're going to seriously consider writing a spinoff. You have to go back and read what you wrote to make yeah. sure that you're that you you've got the same tone, mm-hmm. you know. Like um, I don't like with the with, with Trixie Rath. I don't have to go back and actually read the Curse by Blood series because it's a completely different animal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even though it's a even though it's a you know a spinoff, and that some of the characters will cross over, mm-hmm. you know, um, because you know the the fact that they that the the connecting tissue of the series is the red veil and the fact mm-hmm. that they, that the, the vampires will have the same, the same code and same driving lore, you know, mm-hmm. what, what moves them, what doesn't, what, what, what will kill them, what won't and so sure. forth. Um, other than that, I'm, it, it's like, it's, it's fair game. That's you like a brand I mean? new. Yeah, so that's a, a good new. question then brings us up to what do you consider a spinoff versus a crossover? A crossover would be something that is Shonda Rhimes does it all the time with her series on mm-hmm. ABC. You know, we were Grey's Anatomy, and then they got the they got the, the spinoff, um, which is Station Nineteen. Mm-hmm. So it be, you know, so I mean, I have the the Club Vampire spinoff, which is the Red Veil Diaries, and then I have the Cursed by Blood series. The crossover is when I have is when there are characters from one series that show up in the other, and mm-hmm. vice versa. You know. And if that's the case, you have to make sure that you're, you have everything in line, the way it was in the story, the way you left the story. You, know, mm-hmm. you can't have somebody so showing up. You would say a crossover is more when characters cross over characters between, show up in, between different spinoffs. Right. Okay. So it's not necessarily like, a separate like, thing. Like cameo, not cameo appearances yeah, yeah. or, mm-hmm. you know, or secondary and tertiary characters because they're not going to be main characters in a spinoff because they're not that's not their world it's not mm-hmm. their you know but they could they could actually um lend you know lend themselves towards moving the plot forward mm-hmm. because of because you know in, in in various ways you know they can move the plot forward because they let you know they let the tea you know they spill the tea on something you know that's going on and you know or they 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 
sneak somebody into some place where they're not supposed to be. You know, that's how like was for me. It's the back rooms at the club, you know, at Club Vampire, you know, mm-hmm. the Red Veil. So, you know, I, I think that's where I where I would define it is that you know, you could have a spinoff that has crossover, mm-hmm. but you don't have you know, but but I don't think you need to have crossover on a spinoff. Um, on, you know, it, unless you want it, it's not right. Required. It could happen, but you don't necessarily need to. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So characters essentially could cross over, but you don't need them in order to have a- the spinoff has to stand on. It has to have its own legs. Yeah, it has to stand on its own. And then if somebody wants to pick up the other books, you know that they'll right. find that there's a, that they they'll find that that connective tissue between the two the two series. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it doesn't have to be. It can be its own separate entity. If you don't want to have your characters from one series cross over to another. You don't have to. Some some readers really like that because yeah. it gives them a chance to revisit old friends. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah, I think that's fun, and I think that's important too when you're thinking about like how to construct a spinoff. Right. Is again, you and not saying that you have to do what readers are telling you to do, but I think it's important to consider readers' likes and dislikes in creating a spinoff if there's a character that they are you know just just wanting so badly to hear about that doesn't fit into the main series that's a really good chance to say you know what you've you've been loving this particular character you've been asking about them let's do a spinoff for it and then figuring out how to do that but i think it's it's a smart from a marketing perspective it's smart from a writing perspective to if there is a character that readers fall in love with to giving them their own story yeah, I agree. I agree. Is that you know, something that happened for you with this new character, with Trixie? No, Trixie is a completely brand new completely entity. New. I just get, you know, she popped into my head when I was thinking about what I could possibly do and how I could link a new urban fantasy to mm-hmm. the Curse by Blood series, which you know from knowing me mm-hmm. that it's not strictly urban fantasy and it's not strictly paranormal romance the mm-hmm. curse by blood series because it was my first series and because my first book ever is in is part of that series you know i i blurred the lines before mm-hmm. i knew better you know what i mean i i genre hopped oh, <laughs> it's her hangs her head in shame you know? I, I think that's normal too with you know with writers especially when we're writing our first series the the reason why um my my first book a touch of darkness which i wrote uh, with my co-author, we started to write the second book, and I was already writing a brand new series at that point. And we never, we never got anywhere. We tried several times. We tried different points of view, and it just the story was was not coming. It was kind of like that story had told itself, and we had characters that we were still interested in, but they were just their voices were not being heard. They were not coming through. It was essentially like almost the you know, the training wheels on a bike, we had, we had written it. And now that the wheels came off and we're like, hmm, this bike is kind of going by itself and we can't put these wheels back on. Yeah. It doesn't fit anymore. So yeah, and I, and kinda, I moved on. I, I mean, I have that same, same situation with a book that I wrote years ago called My Soul to Keep. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be a series called the Blessed Series because it was um, Angels and Demons. Mm-hmm. And I had um, three, you know, three, um, Cheyenne, you know, is it pronounced Cheyenne or Sion? S S S C I O N, you know, the the, just the, oh, Sky- the descendant Sky- of Skyon. I, I don't know, I can never <laughs> pronounce it. I can spell it, but I can't pronounce it. Yeah. Anyway, but um, I you know there were three of them who were mm-hmm. angelic Skyons, and uh, 
one of them got their story and the other ones were involved in it. And at the end, it kind of lent itself to if it wanted to have the other two stories, but it didn't, it didn't didn't come yet. It didn't come. Maybe it will at some point, but yeah, that's a good thing to think about too. Again, when you're writing spinoffs is sometimes, you know, the things that you want and planned just, just aren't working out, whether it's that readers um, aren't gravitating towards it or that you're feeling like you, you no longer want to write it. And I think it's okay to also, you know, abandon plans, change directions, alter things. Like I don't, especially when it comes to spinoffs, I think you, it's important not to be afraid of that because sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, the direction that you wanted to go in doesn't work anymore. And if you go in a different direction, it may work a whole lot better. So even though I am a planner and I do like my outlines, I think I do think it's important to, to listen to readers, to to know your own mind and, and what you want to write and make sure that all of those things are yes. in alignment. You're not just going somewhere because the, the plan was to go for the spinoff. Yeah. Well, I mean, the spinoff, they can be fun. You know? Yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed writing Trixie's story. You know, I enjoyed building the 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 you know scratching the surface of this mafia world in the Bronx you know mm-hmm. and uh you know I went to high school in the Bronx and mm-hmm. you know it's so it kind of was able to bring a little bit back you know and it's Will fun it- too because you're you're diving into something that you're comfortable with because you kind of know because you've written these series before so you have mm-hmm. the, these feelings for what the world is like but also it's bringing something new to the table so you get both but, yeah but like what I was saying before, with the spinoff, it almost gives me an opportunity for a little bit of a rebirth, not just for the characters and for the world I created and for the Red Veil, you know, vampire club that I created, um, but because it's a, it's a it's a different it's a it's a completely different entity, but at the same time, not you know mm-hmm. the the Curse by Blood series, like I said, it it it's like. I had a friend of mine tell me they thought it was a perfect blend between paranormal romance and urban fantasy, but yet there's, there's just plain vampire fiction in there too. Some of it has to be tweaked when we do the rebrand, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of making up in the romance issue, yeah. you know, I suppose, you know, because some of it reads a little more like urban fantasy and some of it reads, it reads more like paranormal romance sure. with the club vampire, you know, Red Veil Diary spinoff. It's all erotic romance it's 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 graphic romance but it's definitely romance so i learned but with this being you know this the, with trixie raff and this this vampire mafia world that i'm creating that's attached to the, the my existing world i can i mean since it's first person and it's her world it's her thing you know this is her life that we're going to be exploring um i really can make it completely just urban fantasy with just urban fantasy romance, you know, with a little bit of romance where it's more her being kick-ass and having to, yeah. you know, whip the, whip this, you know, the, the, her, her family out of shape. I keep thinking about that, that line from The Godfather where Michael Corleone tells his, his wife, the Corleone family will be legitimate in five years. I promise you this. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's, I, that's kind of the benefit too of a spinoff, right? Is that you don't necessarily have to stay in the exact same genre. You can kind of do a tangent genre. Like mafia romance is very popular right now. And if you're taking the best parts of urban fantasy and the best parts of mafia romance and kind of putting them together in this paranormal world, your readers are used to your paranormal side from the other series. And now you're kind of introducing this mafia-esque side to it, which I'm sure they're going to have a good time with and enjoy. 
Oh yeah. I mean, I, I could take the whole idea of five families and, you know, make them five. It doesn't necessarily have to be all vampire. You know, mm-hmm. I could have a, I could have a shifter mafia, have, sure. have a family. I could have the faith. They have a, especially since I made Faye blood a, a, a drug, you know, mm-hmm. that they could have their own, their own family. So there's a thousand different ways that I can go with this, you know, right. and that's why I'm, I, you know, spinoffs are, they, they're, they're a good way to be able to breathe new life into something you created in the past, yep. you know? And not only that, but if it, let's say readers find the newest series in, in the interconnected world, right? They find the newest one and they love that. Well, then you can capture those readers by, at the in the back matter and throughout different points in the story, pointing them back to the other series that they also may enjoy. So that's, right. that's kind of the beauty of, of the interconnectedness of it all. Yes. So good luck to us both, I think. <laughs> Good luck to us both. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna. How long do are you planning? Um, in your kind of like your next, you know, five years of of doing these interconnected series, like how many books are you thinking for each one, and and how long and all that? I, I don't know. I okay. don't. I, I haven't. I haven't even really given it too much of a, too much. I was thinking that Trixie's story probably four mm-hmm. four long novellas. I think like because uh, or maybe five. Like I have the. I have the five books in the in the club vampire so maybe i'll mimic that and then i can mm-hmm. put it in a compendium yep so okay. um yeah because a five five long novellas is not something that is too much of a bite to take out of mm-hmm. you know and we'll see if the story just keeps coming and the story you know it, it needs to be told it's like i when i finished the sirens mate just recently which is book three in the lords of Valora series um, I was positive that that book was going to be done. 35,000 words. It was going to be 180 pages, 35, 40,000 words tops. <laughs> and it ended up being almost 60,000 words, you wow. know? So it's just the story just needed to be told. And, right. and I know that when you, you know, when, whenever we talk with our other compadre, Sherry Hayes, that she says that she doesn't use an outline. She's a complete 100% yeah. pantser because the story is done when the story stops telling exactly. you in your head. So yeah. And yeah. I think for me, like I'm trying to, because right now, I like I said, I originally had plans for one spinoff series, possibly another, and now it has four series total that I've realized that I can do. So it's more a matter of like, okay, what, where, when, how do I introduce, you know, new <laughs> things and keep readers hooked and going from this series to that series. So I'm kind of in that like, oh my God, that's yeah. a lot of books. But, but I'm also planning this for the next several years. So I just remind myself like it doesn't have to happen all at once. Um, I know. Which, which, is a, which is an important thing to consider when you're doing spinoffs. Like sometimes I think we get, you know, so excited in the, you know, the, the bigger parts of it where we have all these different things and places that we can do that it can feel very overwhelming <laughs> and then yeah. we don't want to do any of it. <laughs> I know. Well, the, the other thing is that uh, what goes along with it is um, author fatigue. Yes. You know, that you're, you know, you're writing a spinoff, you're excited about it and so forth. You get four, you know, four books in, you know, or, or whether they're long novellas or full-length novels, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're like, okay, I need a palate cleanser. Yep. You know, what do I do? You know, and so you leave it, and then you come back to it, or maybe you don't. You right. Know? So it's uh, you just have to make sure that wherever you're going to leave it, that you leave it at a place where readers are not going to be like, really, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so. Or maybe you do, and then that just hooks them for the next time. Yeah. Just make sure you come back to it. Don't leave them there forever. <laughs> no, no. Or you can wait 13 years like Avatar. Oh, <laughs> you know? gosh. It's not, 
I saw that. But you know, but the funny part is, you know, when Avatar, the second one comes out, everybody's going to be like flocking to it. Doesn't matter that it's been so long. I I didn't. Look at Top Gun that just came out. (laughs) I I know. And it's funny because I went to go see Top Gun. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I think it was whatever night it opened. I think it was Friday night. I went with my husband and I'm sitting there, you know, with my popcorn and, you know, all of a sudden the trailer came on for the new avatar. Movie. Uh-huh. Yep. And I looked at him and I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, I didn't even, I knew they were making it, but I didn't realize it was being released. Yeah. I was like, I was like, when, 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 and then it came up boom, December. Exactly. I, like, really? I gotta wait more, you know, but, but, but you know that when it comes out, everybody's going to, you know, flock to it. Doesn't matter how long it's been, which is, you know, shows you the power of a good continuity and and making sure that you hook readers in. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right. I think we did it. <laughs> I, yes. And you know yeah. what? Readers can pick up all of our all the things, all the spinoff things from us as That's they right. come out. Exactly. So. Don't miss all of the spinoffs from all of our. Host, but thanks so much for joining us today and find us again next week in Bound by Books. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Bound by Books podcast. For more information about the show and all of our hosts, visit our website at www.boundbybookspodcast.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review.